0: Hello, this is Joe, the Connection Counselor, and today on Executive Presence Morsels, we'll be sampling another bite-sized learning to help you be seen, be heard, and be elevated. Hello, welcome back. So today I wanted to share with you an issue that can cause a lot of stress and a lot of discomfort and pain. To people. And that has to do with how to deal with an individual at work. Um, Could be your manager, or it could just be someone on your team. It could actually be someone who works for you, Um, where the two of you just cannot see things eye to eye. And especially if that person has some sort of uh, authority or power over you, they're constantly insisting that things be done a certain way, the way they would do it but it's not necessarily the way you would do it. So the challenge here is how do you continue to work well with this person and deliver without losing yourself by becoming sort of a clone or, or, or a robot? And how do you instead keep your authenticity but at the same time you know, not make this person so angry and they give you sort of bad marks or a bad review because you're not doing things exactly as they said, because that typically is not a good result either. So how can you sort of um, blend these two seemingly like oil and uh, and water uh, type ingredients to, to get them to, to work together? So the principle I want to share with you, um, it's based on some work by uh, Marshall Rosenberg uh, on nonviolent communication. Super, super useful stuff in, in terms of uh, interpersonal relationships. Highly recommend checking out um, some of his stuff if uh, if you're interested. And what Marshall talks about is uh, there's a difference between the needs people have and kind of the wants that they're expressing. I'm going to replace wants, uh, in, for this conversation with expectations, right? So someone may have an expectation that you do something a certain way and they're very inflexible on it, right? That's how we've come to this point in the conversation. They will just not budge and are not willing to accept anything that deviates from their Expectations. And that puts you in a really hard spot because you're not them. And maybe even if you, um, even if you don't think their expectations are unreasonable or bad, it's just not the way you would do it. So, uh, it's not really uh, the most effective use of you to just do something that the way someone else would do it. And that kind of hints to the solution here, which is to move almost a level above, like higher and away. From this level of expectations or wants to the needs. And understand what is the actual need that is going on. Because generally when we can connect on the needs, what they need, and as well as what we need, generally both sides can come up with additional behaviors or um, expectations that will mutually meet those needs. Because they're at a such high level, there's such a universal level that it's rare that, uh, people's needs would actually contrast. However, the expectations and the actual behaviors and the things, that's where you get, uh, a lot of, uh, controversy and a lot of argument and a lot of disagreement. So, um, you know, for example, um, it could just be the need of the ultimate goal of what you're trying to do, which is, um, you know, to, to be selected by giving a great presentation or, to um, meet a certain deadline right that is very different than you have to use these bullet points or this template or you know you have to have this sort of makeup in the pitch team you know no other makeup is acceptable because this is what's always worked if you can connect on the needs level then now you can really talk about well if we do it this way I I think we're going to win because this is why and then uh, you can really start to have a bit of a more fruitful conversation. Now, your authenticity and, and you know, being who you are meant to be requires some, you know, adaptation uh, as well or alignment as well. Because, you know, authenticity isn't just one note. It's not like you come in and you just go, la, 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 la. You know, no one wants to hear that, right? Authenticity is dynamic. It's it's about you being you in the context of what's going on. So the way I like to describe it is authenticity is not just one note repeated over and over and over again without any regard to the melody or the rhythm. In fact, it's several notes strung together in a sequence and timing that expresses the melody of your being. Alright? right, so let me say that again. Authenticity is not one note. Authenticity is several notes strung together in a sequence and timing that expresses the melody of your being. So when we think about things differently in this way, when we move up to the needs level, when we understand that our authenticity is not just one note, it can really generate a lot more space for us to move and a lot more opportunities to deal and get a positive result with someone who previously seemed almost impossible to deal with or, um, we had to compromise ourselves. And, and, and a warning for those of you who may be like, Oh, it's, it's too much trouble, Joe. I'm, I'm just going to do what they tell me to do. And the reason why I have a warning on that, and I'll use the music metaphor again is when you copy someone else right and they may be amazing right they may be like the best in the business but when you copy someone else even if you mimic their melody perfectly right their melody and their timing you will not be playing it as beautifully as you can because it's their melody you're playing not your own right if you copy someone else even if you copy it so perfectly You are not fulfilling your true, full, authentic potential because you're playing someone else's music and not your own. And even if others in the audience are like, bravo, bravo, you did an amazing performance, Joe. Even if they don't have a discerning ear and they're not able to tell, you will know. And by you knowing, every time you do that, you betray yourself just a little bit and it kind of you know, contributes to uh not to be over dramatic, but like the death of your soul. You know, it shrinks your soul, it, it hurts you, it, it um what's the word I'm looking for? It 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 makes you smaller, it, it it sort of lessens you. So just a warning uh for those of you who may think, oh, it's it's just a lot easier just to copy. Um that's fine, and you know, maybe you want to do that um just to get through something, you don't have the energy. But you don't want to make it a habit because it really uh, sort of takes away from your potential and and it really limits you. So uh, your mission is to really think about that person that you're having difficulty with and think about what's that need level that you can uh, meet on and how can you share those needs and express those needs so you can be your more authentic self, connect with them uh, and have a great result, whereas before it kind of seemed like that was never going to happen. Thanks for listening to Executive Presence Morsels. This is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Remember, it's not what you say, do, or wear. It's how you make people feel that generates Executive Presence. Nothing else matters. If you'd like, please stay tuned for a preview of tomorrow's episode, brought to you by our sponsor. Have you ever shared a great idea only to be ignored or have someone else take the credit? Why do some people consistently seem to advance faster? Have you ever implemented performance feedback and expected things to change, only to have a new hurdle placed in front of you? I'm Joe Kwan, The Connection Counselor. After years of coaching clients and while writing my book, Unlock Your Executive Presence, I discovered executive presence is the key to unlocking your career. But what is it? How do you get it? And can it be taught? In my online course, Executive Presence and the Diversity Dilemma, we explore how executive presence works. You may be surprised to learn, as was I, that it has nothing to do With what you say, do, or wear. Most courses fail because they only teach you how to copy executive presence. We'll start off by revealing how it actually works, which is based on how you make people feel. Next, we'll explore the six degrees of executive presence, which will help you generate it on demand. Finally, we'll cover how to make your authenticity an asset, the power of introverts, generating executive presence in virtual meetings. If you are a high potential professional with the skills to advance, but who is struggling to get the right attention, then this course is for you. The first module is free, so join us today on udemy.com so you can be seen, be heard, and be elevated. Welcome to Season 13 of Executive Presence Morsels. My name is Joe Kwan, and I am so appreciative to have you here, and I hope that this has really uh, been a helpful part of your Executive Presence journey. So this season, I wanted to do a theme. Uh, all ten episodes are going to be based on a topic that I love, 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 which is Aikido. And it's not just that I love Aikido; it's that it has been fundamental to my development as a professional, in terms of my interpersonal relationships, and just kind of getting a deeper understanding of how the world works. Uh, and has given me a really useful framework. Uh, in terms of understanding other disciplines and understanding them in the context of a framework that just really works for me. So you may have um, other philosophies, religions or sports which develop a framework for you and you start to see everything through the lens of that. And I think that is just fantastic for me. Thanks for listening. Can't wait to share the rest of the episode with you. Join us next time for another tasty Executive Presence morsel.